What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 11 of the Par None Podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Ryan Hernandez. <clears throat> this is your other host, PJR. So sorry for the delay. <clears throat> it's all my fault. You can blame me. Uh, I have three kiddos at home, and two of them decided to have a bedtime meltdown, as anybody with small kids probably understands. And so my wife and I were tag teaming, trying to comfort the two who didn't want to go to sleep in their room tonight and also watching a sleeping baby. And so you put that all on me, but we are here. We are live. Uh, for those of you who have stuck around, which may be one or two of you, um, but we are here. So welcome PGR. Welcome. What's up? Howdy, howdy. Not a whole lot. Um, just another usual week of consuming more golf than the average human being. Um, <laughs> don't know if that's healthy or unhealthy yet. Only time will tell. But I got to say, I really like your hat, Ryan. I really like it. I really like your hat, too. Where did, <laughs> Thank you. How, yes. Why don't you tell yeah. me a little bit about like what, you, what you're doing with that, man? Um, well, you know, we... Uh, We've been trying to grow these brands. We've been at it for quite a while. And so we uh, just had a crazy idea. Why not? We both have cool logos. And so instead of wearing other people's brands, which are great, we thought, why not put our own brand on a hat? Um, and so you got yours. I've got mine. They turned out awesome. Uh, yes. We both have basically the exact same hats, just with our logos on them. And so from now on, we're going to just rep our own stuff instead of other people's stuff for the most part. So expect to see these hats pretty much every week on the podcast and in our videos. But we're super excited. I mean, I you know, it's one of those things and I like you never actually there's things that you think about and, and you're just like, oh, man, like one day. You would have told me a, a year ago that I was going to have my own logo on a hat. I would have just kind of like laughed at you yeah. and been like, what? Like, no, that's never going to happen. Like I'm, um, not that I'm, not that I'm big by any stretch of the imagination, but just that even to get to that point was just like such a far off thing. So I'm super excited about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, have you ever thought about I had this thought the other day because I'm super stoked to have the logo and have the hat yeah. I get to rep curated on one side, Callaway and another. Legally, we cannot sell these hats, just to let everyone know, because <laughs> we don't feel like getting sued. So there's that. But um, this was kind of like a thing for for us that we did. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm already working on my own hats as well. Um, but I had the thought, what if I would have done this five years ago, what logo would have I had? And I had no, like, nothing positive came to mind whatsoever on that. Yeah. <laughs> like... I just, it, it would have been like a, a beer can or a lot of beer cans or other unsavory things, depending on who you ask. Unsavory things. Unsavory. That's a good word, isn't it? Unsavory. Yeah. Five years ago, I wasn't even in the golf world besides playing, you know, just like playing it for fun. So it would have been, I would have had some sort of probably baseball logo uh, doing, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't even in the social media game. I remember when thinking like Instagram was silly and I was like, I just don't want to post pictures of myself. And now it's kind of, you know, one of two, really <laughs> go -to apps, one of three go-to things that influencers have now. So it's just funny how all of that has changed over time. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Five years ago it would have been a completely different animal. 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm glad I waited. I'm glad I waited till I matured and had money to do it because it would have just been complete dog shit. <laughs> like it would have been so bad. Yeah. I would have been so embarrassed, and everyone would remember me as this guy with this awful logo. Uh, I, I personally like my logo now. I feel like it's mature. It's like a symbol. I feel like Prince. Mature. I'm short like Prince. That's about the only thing we have in common. <laughs> this is a, the vertically talented part. Prince. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I mean, sure, we'll go with that. Why not? You know. Why not? So, Why not? You know. Why not? <laughs> so did you have a chance to watch any of the RBC Heritage this last week? Yeah, I did. Um not as much as sorry, I'm trying to post our live link on Instagram in real time. Gotcha. Well, I watched it. I'll let you jump in when you want to. Yes, I, I did watch it. Was, it. I mean, yes. the follow-up to the Masters, you kind of expect something lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, but even this week going into the Zurich, which we'll talk about that later, the, the field's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, but the field last week was great. We already talked about Rory being a punk and backing out of the event. Um, not getting back into that. I'm still kind of butthurt on that one. But we had a hell of a show. Um, I still think we need to talk a little bit more about Cantlay slow play. Uh, that's getting painful. Did you see that video? It took Happy Gilmore like faster to four putt than it took yeah. for Cantlay to tee off. And like, yeah. I, I, I thought it was just a joke. And then I actually watched it. And I was like trying to watch the people in the background. Like this has to be looped. I'm like, I don't think it was. No. I think it took him that long to hit that tee shot. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Uh, there's been a lot of those going around. I saw a guy. Hi. Well, um, I saw a guy like standing behind Cantlay at the tournament, like timing and like turning his phone to the camera and kind of timing how long <laughs> it was taking Cantlay to do things. So, I mean, I always knew that he was a slow player, and I guess I never realized how slow until like it kind of got pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Rom and Kepka back to the Masters are like very quick players, but. I mean, I feel for him. That would drive me absolutely bonkers if... Maybe he's doing it on purpose. Could you imagine if you know you're not going to get dinged for slow play? You're like, you know what? Screw these guys. I'm going to bog them all down. Because he knows he can play well slow. Everyone else can't play well slow. So yeah. we start penalizing him, does he have much incentive to speed up? No, if, it's gonna, mean... if it's going to have a negative impact on the other golfers, slow down. Screw him. Yeah. He's going to get him more W's. Even though he still didn't win, but... He's still is it's it's good to see Cantley playing good golf because I do like Cantley I do think he has a personality of a block of wood but I do enjoy him um, I think he's just what he does around the greens to me is absolutely fantastic that shot he hit off the the rails there was yeah. freaking phenomenal right um, but yeah no it's a problem and I don't understand why they don't penalize these guys for this I I don't know if it's like a oh it looks bad on the game I go in my it looks worse on the game. When it's five and a half hours of golf or five hours of golf. And don't get me wrong. I love watching good golf and I'll watch golf for hours and hours on end. But there's a point where it just feels like you can just tell the recycling footage just because they're waiting on some people to get to get going. You know what I mean? So that was kind of a little ridiculous. So, no, I agree. I, uh, I think we talked a little bit about this last week, too, is just. I they should absolutely penalize these guys. And I don't understand why they don't. And it's just to your point, like they're never going to learn a lesson if you don't do it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the I mean, I know what the answer is. I just don't know. I don't know if I ever see it happening. Um, Hell, Fitz is even speaking out about it. Like Fitzpatrick is getting vocal. He's never vocal Right. for him to come out and just say, this is ridiculous. Start giving people penalties. You're like, dude, you've never said a contentious thing in your entire life. Right. <laughs> 
so it's just real interesting that uh that that was the case you know what i mean no 100 percent. i mean i think you know kind of to piggyback off that this is kind of related and not really just talking about like penalizing people you know i know you're not really ready to talk about it but like the whole rory thing again with him missing the tournament um and you know not to open up a huge can of worms but and they ended up, they, you know, they ended up penalizing $3 million. Not that that really hurts Rory, I don't think, in the long run. But um, I think the thing for me is, like, yeah, they penalized him, but there still really is no consequence for missing it. Unless, I mean, I guess $3 million is a consequence, I suppose. But um, Not to him. You know, it's just hard. No, not to him. And it's hard to watch these dudes, like, just like, or especially Rory, just kind of, be the face of this whole idea and then miss a second event. And I know a lot of people are like, it's not a big deal. Why is it bothering you so much? And that's a fair point um, as well. But it, it kind of just irked me that like that him of anybody would not show up to that tournament. And I know a lot of people were like, well, you know, it's the, it's after the masters, everybody's exhausted. It's like, yeah, but there are people out there who have real jobs who are exhausted that have to go to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get that the Masters is really draining, and I can't imagine what, like, you know, like the stress and like of your body trying to play a high end athletic event like that. I mean, I've never played professional sports, so I can't really speak to that. But I mean, there are you know tons of jobs that are very stressful where people go to them every day, day after day, without having to get a day off, you know, like doctors, you know, nurses, firefighters, I mean, people Ooh. who put their life on the line and stuff like that. So it's this just like... A, this has a lot to do with, like, modern-day athletes, in my opinion, though. Because, yeah. I mean, if you want to look at this across the board, if you look at, like, the NBA and the NFL, I mean, I remember being a kid, like, nobody sat out games. Nobody no. took a rest day. You know what I mean? Look no. at Kobe. There, there was no quit there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... I don't, and I, I understand the perspective of trying to let your body heal and rest, but at the same time, these guys have endless amounts of money. They can do these whole immune things where they can go in there and recover in like a day. They have the best doctors, the best nutritionists, the best physios. Like, no, like I'm, I'm sorry you're tired, but like that's, I, I don't, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? Like, just it's one of those things. Like, just be honest. Be like, I'm pissed off at my golf game. I don't feel like playing. I need to work this out. And I know playing a tournament is only going to do more harm than good. Just come out and say that. I would have much more respect for you than going, oh, I'm tired. Like, what do you mean you're tired? You were golfing on Sunday with JT and you posted like a 64 with him. Clearly, you're not that tired. You know, and, you know, there are no real negative con $3 million is nothing to worry. So I don't think he really gives a shit. And so, but there are no real consequences to anything like that. You know what I mean? If money is not an issue to them. And also, this right. part's a slip slope. You well, know what I mean? I was like, oh, we'll get the slap on the wrist. So who's going to be the next guy that bows out of it? And this is coming from a fan's perspective. Right. Say you bought tickets to this event three months ago, and you saw the people that were going to be in the field. You're like, oh, it's an elevated event. Rory's going to be there. JT's going to be there. All these people are going to be there. Then your favorite golfer backs out of it. Like, you're going to be pissed. As yeah. a fan, from a fan's perspective, you're going to be mad. That's not – and that's what Rom, why Rom even played. Rom is like, I committed to this event. The fans said, and he's, and he's like, and I think the fans want to see the Masters champion. So absolutely, I'm going to show up and play. And he did. And he played pretty damn well. He had some amazing golf shots. Considering he just won the Masters, he played exceptionally well. And there was actually a point after the second day, I'm like, my God, if he wins this tournament, like it's just next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I 
I, I, I totally agree. I really back to your first point about modern day athletes, just like growing up watching, you know, like Cal Ripken play, you know, 2,100 games in a row, didn't sit out and, yeah, that's insane. you know, yeah. I mean, just that kind of stuff. I, that's kind of where I entered my like sports obsessivehood, especially with baseball. So like, I'm very old school when I think about that and this whole like, plan day of rest or we're going to sit players because you know the playoffs are about to start we don't want anybody to get hurt i i don't know just like to me i just think about like you play a sport for a living and you get paid millions of dollars to do it like they come to see the starting nine or the starting you know the top players in the world or the starting 11 or whatever sport you want to choose like i don't you know i don't pay money to come see like the backup play because you have a scheduled day of rest like that. Yeah. Especially if you don't make the, you know, Roy doesn't make the cut. So he had extra time. Yeah, the whole thing is just, and it's not like he got, you know, it's not like it's a fine. It'd be one thing if it, he was fined $3 million. So he had to pay his own money. It's just extra pit money that he's not going to get. So yeah, it's not even any difference. money to him yet. It's just like, this is a bonus that you're just going to get a little bit less of than you would have had you come to this tournament. So it's not even really a fine or a penalty. It's just like... It's like a pay cut yeah, after he just extended his... You're not going to get. Especially after he just extended his, you know, deal with Taylor, maybe. I don't think he's worried about it. The guy has more... The guy probably has more money. You notice he doesn't have nearly as many sponsors as other golfers, and that's probably because he's making way more money than him, and he doesn't need it. So... Sure. But uh, what a freaking playoff, though. I mean, Fitzy oh, yeah. and Spieth, oh my God, Spieth had it. Spieth should have won that playoff, hands down. But I know. Fitzpatrick did it in style. And actually, when he hit that second shot, I called it. The second nine iron that he hit, I was just like, he's going to take a little bit off this one. He's aiming to that tower on the left, a little baby cut. And I, I can't believe the ball stopped as fast as it did. I thought it was going to go in the freaking hole. Like, well, that ball came to a yeah. halting stop. I was like, this this has to go in. Like, Spieth gave it a good run. I mean, it's cool. To see, I want Spieth to peak for the PGA so he can get the career grand slam. So I'm not going to say I don't want him to win. But I feel like when these golfers, they win, they kind of like, oh, that was that was the four days. You know what I mean? And it's hard to kind of bring it back up to that two weeks later. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to see him keep flirting around uh, those, you know, playoffs, top fives, and all these other events. And then the PGA really peak and get that career grand slam. I think that would be absolutely epic. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, um, kind of back to the actual playoff, you know, we, I mean, everybody thought he made that putt on the first hole. And then he had yeah, another putt one. to win on the second hole. And it's, you know, I mean, this is an old sports cliche, but it's true for a reason is just like you can't leave that many chances for a good player. And Matty Fitz is too good mm -hmm. of a player to leave him, you know, three chances, then he's going to take advantage. You know, like Spieth, I don't want to say should, should have shut the door because we all know putting stats even from pros and like the distances he was putting at, you know, like they're not guaranteed. So I get that. Um, but it was just, a, you know, and I'm not, so I'm not saying that I don't think that Jordan speed like lost it. Cause I know how like tough making those putts is. It was just bound to happen that, you know, you gave Maddie you three, three lives. Open. And so he took advantage of it. Yeah. You can't leave the door open for guys like that. I mean, you right. can't leave that. You can't, um, you can't leave the door open for anybody that's on tour, you know what I mean? Like that you just can't do it. Like you have to close that door as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, but it was a good playoff. It was a great event, especially in the heels and the masters. 
Because I feel like this one had a little bit more drama than the Masters did. Because once you get in the final four or five holes at Augusta, like you more or less, <laughs> you more or less, um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I'm getting harassed by some guy that, you know, it said he had a podcast, never did an episode. Anyways, um, yeah. what's, what's that about? Um, rough. um, but, uh, you know, we didn't get much drama in the last five holes at Augusta. Cause you pretty much knew how it was all going to go down, but here, like, it was like, and Spieth having to make that putt to get in the playoff and everything. Absolutely. It, it was, it was a very good event on the heels of the masters. And I'm looking forward to the Zurich. I'm not going to lie, but um, I mean, I don't know if, did you take a look at the leaderboard at the RBC? I mean, I, I mean, I am not looking at it currently, but I know, I remember what it, it is. Was, I mean, it was stacked. I mean, you had Fitzpatrick and Steve Ta- a speed tie for They had Cantley, you had Xander, you had Tigala, yeah. you had Hayden Buckley up there, which is always fun. Uh, you got Grio. God, if that guy could putt, could you imagine how many tournaments he would have won by now? <laughs> um, Cam Davis, Sunjay M. Uh, Scheffler was up there for Fowler. He's at like seven. He's like 50. He's up back to 52nd in the world. He's yeah. at like seven top 20s or something like that. And like his last like nine starts or 10 starts or something like that. Right. So happy to see him play well, man. He's knocking on the door. He gets a win this year. I just want to see him on a Ryder Cup team. I just want him back in the mix. I think he's just so good for golf and just not having him there. And also there was that fear of losing him to, I'm going to be honest, I was afraid we were going to lose him to live. I really yeah, did. For sure. Uh, speaking of live, um, something happened there. Oh, do you see what Norman just said the other day about, oh, we have this list of golfers. We have this list of golfers that are like, you know, waiting to come onto the tour. I'm like, dude, last time you said that you signed like Mito Pereira and a couple other guys, like just right. stop. And like, not to get political, because I'm not like pro-Trump, anti-Trump, or anything like that. But he's starting to sound like Trump. You just keep saying things just to say them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but um, you have Scheffler up there, Fowler, Sam Burns, Sammy Fleetwood, Rom, Hatton, Kucher. Kucher's been playing some good golf lately. Yeah, Kucher always seems to hang around there. Sahith Thagala, my boy, I love that dude. You know, I think he had a, what T. He had fifteen T fifteen at the Masters and falls it up with a T five. Yeah. Here. So, I mean, that guy can just play some golf. Is he technically, is he under the American flag? I want to say so, but I'm not 100% sure. Where was he? I just saw his name. He is. Could you imagine having him on a Ryder Cup team? Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be real cool. Fun. Yeah, him and Finau both. I bet them together would just be, well, actually, they're probably, they're kind of like the same golfer to me. I'm going to be honest with you. They both play ping. They both have a similar uh, golf swing. They both have a similar putting stroke. That's the, yeah. obviously the only similarities. <laughs> like, like I, I that would be freaking rad, right? <laughs> that'd be a cool team. That'd be a cool team. I think that'd be a fun team to watch play in a Ryder Cup. 100%. Oh, oh yeah. And especially because he's a rookie and he's playing so well, um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I, I feel like Sami <laughs> still getting harassed. I see. Um, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I think Sahith is just, I don't want to say immature enough, but just inexperienced enough being a rookie that he could go out there and just light up the Ryder Cup because it's almost like he's free. He's the situation free. wouldn't affect him as much. Yeah, he's still free in all of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you think about how he got on the PGA Tour. His first start was at a Corn Ferry exempt event. Right. He had. I don't believe he had actually earned his tour card. He just played so well that he ended up on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, he, there was like this normal progression of growth here. You know what I mean? And it's like, he was here and then he skipped this and now he's here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think there's still some maturing that he's, 
learning how to win has a lot to do with it. And I, like I kind of said about Cameron Young, like the moment, the moment these guys get their first win, everything changes. Everything changes. Look what happened with Homa. All it takes is that one win. And honestly, from a like a, a purely talent perspective, I think Cameron Young and he maybe even Sahith has a better skill set than Homa does. Love Homa. He's a he's a, like a bulldog. You know what I mean? Like he just yeah. grinds it out. But I think just as if you just look at his skill set and statistically, I think Cameron Young, a guy like Cameron Young, has much more upside than a guy like Homa does. You know what I mean? So imagine when he gets his first win. I think it's going to be dangerous, especially, I mean, it's going to be freaking awesome. There hasn't been many, like the first time winners, like this year, it hasn't been as big as it was. And I, I think that might be because of the elevated events a little bit though, too. Yeah. That might be why. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that is a huge reason, right? Because now you're going to see these guys 20 times a year, hopefully, whereas mm-hmm. they were spaced out. And so you may only have gotten half a quarter of those guys at an event. Now you're getting 19 out of 20. Mm-hmm. That was a jab at Rory, by the way. Um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that I mean that has to play a factor into it, and then you're seeing guys kind of reemerge. So even at the weaker fields, which we really love on this podcast, we are a weaker field fan. You get guys like Chris Kirk or guys who have been here before winning instead of kind of newcomers. So you know, it's fun. It's a nice little change of pace. Game changing win, and to me, it almost makes it a little bit easier for them to win and get that game changing, and then get into the designated events. And then they get to compete with the best. You know what I mean? Like, I understand why people don't like the staggered fields and like how weak fields and strong fields. But it's almost like, it's almost like, okay, you got through Corn Ferry. Now you're on the PGA Tour. And now there's almost like an elite PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. So if you do well enough in the middle here, you'll get to be with the elite. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's a kind of the cool thing. Instead of being like, oh, I just made the PGA Tour and you're just floating around. It's like, no, my next goal is to be in these designated events. Like that's, is no longer just trying to get into majors. It's trying to get in there and compete with these top 20 guys in the world. Right. So I think it it is a different vetting process, and I see people's issue with it. But at the same time, though, I think it gives them a better chance at securing the tour card and carving their name into the earth a little bit better. No, I, yeah, no, agreed. And I think, you know, if it were me, <clears throat> sorry, if it were me and I was a newcomer to the PGA Tour, I would almost want, <clears throat> so sorry. I have a frog in my throat I can't get rid of. I would almost (laughs) want it more that way because then it's like I can really kind of cut my teeth at these non-designated events and almost kind of like build up my bankroll a little bit. And then, like you said, like once I I can kind of get comfortable in these these non-designated events and then I can really kind of build my status to be able to play in those designated events and get experience under my belt – so I'm not just jumping mm-hmm. in and having to play against, you know, these top fields all the time and then either not making the cut or barely scraping by to even make a living. So I think from that perspective, as a new player or as a player who maybe isn't like, you know, up up as high in the rankings, like I would almost look forward to those events because that really gives me a chance to finish high earn some money, earn some points and kind of get that experience under my belt. Yeah. No, it teaches them how to win. So like you're yeah. going into these designated events with the, with the experience of winning. Now all of a sudden you're not going there as some rookie, just kind of like scared to shit of what's going to happen. You don't want to look stupid. Now that I don't think that these guys have that mentality, but there's that element of fear and anxiety, but now you're going in there as a winner. You're going in there with the PJ tour win under your belt. And I think that, I think that does a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. 
but that is just for me. That's just my opinion. Obviously, not the popular opinion. Um, what, since what have we been ADR, concerned about the popular opinion on this podcast? Very valid point. Very valid point. Speaking of, let's go to uh, the oh, um, speak a uh, Tiger Woods surgery. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. How do you feel about this? What do you What do you think is going to happen here? I yeah. saw something today. It's twenty twenty five. If he's even going to play in twenty twenty five, I don't know if that's true or not. I think people are just making assumptions. Yeah, here. I've seen a, a lot of different stuff on it. A lot of people were saying like they were googling the procedure. Is it? It's a ten to twelve week recovery based on what everybody's reading. I mean, they haven't come out with an official recovery time for him. I mean, it clearly seems to me that just based on what they're talking about, he's probably out the rest of this year, at least the majors. Like, I don't think we see him at all this summer. So I think you can basically kiss the Open, the PGA, and the U.S. Open goodbye there. Um, and then after oh, yeah. that, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's really nothing else that he will qualify or want to play in. So we may, again, see him at the Zozo because that's his event or um, – mm-hmm. Again, the PNC maybe, or another one of these matches. I would bet on PNC. Yeah. So it's unfortunately, it just kind of seems to be the typical storyline for him. Is he tries to come back? He plays once, he plays twice, and then he re- he reaggravates something. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm. I it's heartbreaking. Like I, I, you know, we all want to see him out there. Um, I know I, I hear a lot of people calling for his, you know, like he just needs to retire and that kind of stuff. He's just one of those guys. <clears throat> he's just one of those guys that I just feel like has earned the right to get to do whatever he wants. So I don't think he has to retire. You know, I think he can come back and play whatever he wants. Nobody's not going to allow him to play in any event. Um, you know, he's never going to probably be up there in the world rankings again, but he doesn't need that. He's got nothing else to prove from that perspective. So, I mean, it's sad, but, you know, based on how he was limping and all of those things, it probably seems like it's for the best if he's developing arthritis uh, in that spot. So hopefully that helps. Um, I just don't know how many surgeries a person can have and still be expected to like come back and play at a top level, even if they're cleaning things out or making things better, you know, it just seems like the less amount of times you go under the knife, the better off you are. Oh, for sure. See, I'm holding on to hope still. I'm hoping it's kind of like the back fusion thing where he's going to keep chipping away at it. And eventually it's going to be good enough where it's not going to be a big problem for him. Yeah. But I feel like if that was the case, he would have already done it by now. Then again, with this whole back thing, I felt like that was the same exact situation where they just kept going in and going in and going in. And eventually it took, I mean, if I was Tiger, I have a freaking robotic knee at this point. I wouldn't care. Like our robotic ankle, just fix it. I don't want to be in pain. I want to play professional golf. Like, I mean, hell, I think you could arguably cut his foot off, give him something else. And he would compete better that way. I mean, he would find a way. It's freaking yeah. Tiger Woods. You know well, what I mean? So I'm holding on to hope, but it's not looking it's just heartbreaking because God, when he's it just we grew up watching him. Yeah. So it's in his heart for golf, but I think also golf is in a good enough spot now that we don't need Tiger. I feel like the people that are obsessed with Tiger that are like our like our parents' age, um, they're 
phasing out where the new generation isn't focused on Tiger anymore. Yeah. And that could be part of the plan is like, maybe we're just trying to have Tiger in the game as long as possible because that when he does, does decide to leave the game is in a healthy enough place that we don't need him anymore. It isn't be weird not having him part of the conversation because my entire life he's been part of the conversation. So for him to not be anymore would be wild to me. It's like, it's, you know, like who, who we all want someone dominant. You know what I mean? We all wanted a Michael Jordan. We all Tiger Woods, you know, we, we love that. So who's the next dominant golfer if there is one? The thing is like all these guys have come up watching Tiger and they're all so good. Mm. How do you, uh, that's a hard spot to fill. I mean, there's always one though. I mean, after Jack, I'm sure they thought there wasn't going to be anyone else. You know what I mean? And there was Tiger. So you never know. I just hope I like the guy. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think, you know, if you look at that kind of trend, you know, Tiger really didn't come around until Jack was basically already done. I mean, you know, Jack was basically retired playing ceremonious golf or a mm-hmm. little bit of senior tour golf. Same thing with like, you know, if you want to, I'm not, a, I cannot stand LeBron James, but I know he gets compared to Michael Jordan and who's the greatest of all time. And, you know, LeBron didn't come until Jordan was already done um, or not really competitive anymore. So, you know, I, I think we have to wait. It's kind of like a blessing in this and that Tiger's kind of giving us like a slow, like fade. I don't want to say fall from grace because I don't think that's what it is, but it's just kind of a slow fade off into the distance. And so I think that's better for us who are like massive Tiger fans because it's like, okay, I get to watch him a little bit at a time and it doesn't seem like such a loss when it's gradual as opposed to him just like, how do you like, you know, died in that car accident or lost his leg and was just done. Yeah. Um, then that would have been, I think just like devastating to the golf world, but because he's still here and still playing and still even making cuts at majors, which is, you know, something that again, he made the cut. Rory didn't make the cut. So you can have that debate all you want. Um, so I think that makes Pretty it a little strange. bit easier to swallow, but it will be just sad the day that he's done. And, It'll just be weird to see him on a, in a, you know, like in a cart trolling around on the senior tour. He might tear up the senior tour. Easy pins. He could light it up. Oh, he'll he just go set some records on the senior tour. Yeah. I was just talking to Brian today and he was just like, could be the first person with a junior amateur win and a U.S. amateur, a U.S. open and a senior open. That would be a crazy feat. Yeah. No, he, I feel like now he has to do it. <laughs> Well, he said that he wants to. I mean, he was talking about the Masters, so we'll see. I can't blame him. I mean, carve your, I mean, just make as much history as humanly possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And actually, we get a senior our Champions Tour event over here in St. Louis, so I would love that because that's like the only thing we get. Any PGA Tour event. We, got, we had the PGA Championship, which was awesome. I didn't get to go because I had to work, but – it was so packed. Like I, I'm short, so I wouldn't have been able to see anything. I, I like admitted defeat before I even got them. Like I'm like, what, what, what am I gonna do? Like I won't be able to get through the crowds or see anybody or do anything. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. I still should have went, but yeah. Hey, so being short. I mean... Sorry, it I sucks out loud. I said I hate being short. It sucks. Yeah, I mean I'm not the tallest guy, but I understand. Yeah, I have to wear shoes to be five foot seven. It's painful. 
All right. So have you taken a look at the <laughs> have you taken a look at the Zurich field yet this week? I have a little bit, yeah. What are you thinking? Man, so sleeper pick, I'm going Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin. That's my sleeper pick. Ooh. Yeah. I like Adam Hadwin. I like the course. They're both playing very well. This is a good format for some for for them. You know what I mean? Um you know, Morikawa and Homa could play well. I mean, there's so many teams. I see Wu and Tom Kim would be interesting to see light it up. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm rooting for them this week because I love Siwoo and I love Tom Kim. You know, I I just I want to see Tom Kim just set the world on fire. I'm going to be honest with you. I do too. Uh, dude's freaking so cool. Um, and also seeing Burns and Billy Ho, like, that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough team. This is a great line. We got Matt with, or we got Fitzpatrick with his brother. Um, I mean, we got all kinds of names in this. Um, oh, you got one of the Holgard brothers in this with Thornborn, uh, Thorbjorn Olsen. I always struggle to say his name. That's okay. Um, Harris English and Tom Hogue. That's actually, in my opinion, a very dangerous team. Um, especially the way Hogue's been playing, or Hoagie, however you say it. I feel weird calling him Hoagie because I feel like I'm calling him food. <laughs> that's just not a good it's just, I feel bad. I hope that's not actually his name. <laughs> you got Xander and Cantlay, who I think are the, they are the favorite. I don't have, I mean, year. yeah, but I, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I just don't want them to win because it can't least slow play it. I don't want them in the final group. Well, actually, I would want them in the final group because then when everyone can finish, instead of like the, me watching golf completely being dependent on them being in the middle of it and holding a pace of play. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I mean, I'd like to see Billy Horschel win. I know he's won there twice, and I think this is a perfect event for him to win. I'll tell you the most exciting I can't wait to watch is, uh, I don't know if you heard this, is Daly yes. and Duvall are going to be 100%. together. They're going to be my, I'm going to pick him as my sleeper pick just because I want such a deep sleeper that if it happens, I want to be on record on the podcast saying that I picked him. The uh, coma pick. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> the long-term coma pick, uh, Daly and Duvall. That's just going to be a fun group. I cannot wait to watch those guys just like. How did that happen? Do you know? Like, I never in a million years would have gone like Daly and Duvall are going to team up one day. Like, It's awesome. But Duvall teamed up with Tiger like back in the day. Now he's like coming around like 180 to Daly. I'm like, it's just, it's just so interesting to see that. This, cool would have, up, this would be a perfect event for Tiger to play in, by the way, because – it takes the pressure off having to hit every shot. Um, True. So Basically, in something like this. Yeah, I don't see him ever playing at an event like this. I'm gonna be honest with you. No, I don't. I don't necessarily either. I was just saying this would be a cool event for him to play with because it's kind of more of a relaxed one. Justin saw as many shots. Saw and Tagala. That could be a dangerous team. That could be a fun. That could be a fun team, and also Keith Mitchell and Sunjay M could be a fun. That's team. an interesting team. I want to know how they get those. Two. For me, it's like more or less like how do these guys get together? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder if it's just like, hey, like, we Morikawa, ran out of partners. Do you guys just want to be partners? See, like Morikawa and Homa, they did practice rounds at Augusta. M and Mitchell, I don't understand any connection between the two of them. Siwoo and Tom make sense. Burns and Billy Ho make sense. Um, Fitzpatrick brothers makes sense. Actually, I want to watch them because I want to see Alex play. Apparently Alex is a hell of a player and Liv tried poaching him. And, uh, he said no, but I think his brother had a lot to do with that. Yeah. I was going to say, did they just try to poach him because they wanted Matt and then they thought they had the other Fitzpatrick that Matt would come kind of like a Kepka situation. 
Uh, or they're just trying to just be assholes and ruffle feathers, to be honest with you. So like, did, is it Adam Fitzpatrick? Adam? Alex. Name? Alex, sorry. Did yeah. Alex turn pro? Like, I don't know. I know. Like, I think I'm he's a European. If you're playing in this event. I think he's a DP, DP guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've never seen him in any other event. I, it could be a sponsor thing. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, Fitzpatrick just winning that last tournament. And I'm, I'm sure he already knew his brother was going to be his partner, but being the U S open champion, yeah. doing the whole TGL with tiger. I I'm thoroughly convinced there's a lot of politics involved in this anymore because now it's all about preservation of the game and growing the PGA tour, which means that they're going to be leaning in and out of the rules a little bit. You know what I mean? Just mm. to preserve the PGA tour, make it big. So that probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, but that'd be my guess. Did you see the interview with John Rom and Colt knows about all the rules with wearing the green jacket? Uh, no, I did not. I totally missed that. Like apparently if you're going to do any appearances, you need to have permission. Um, you need to have permission to, to have any appearances. You can't be drinking alcohol while wearing it, while wearing the green jacket. You, the lowest you could dress down is golf clothes inside the green jacket. Like there are like a laundry list of rules while wearing this and doing appearances with it. Because, like, while you're wearing it, you're representing Augusta. Do not screw that up. Yeah, Augusta seems to not, like, give, like, a rat's ass who you are. I kind of love that about them, though. Yeah, I kind of do, too. Um, but also, it's kind of just, like, a little over the top. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is kind of cool to have that old school feel of, like, you represent us. Nobody's bigger than that. Although... I mean, clearly they let Rory play, like, what did he say? He played 81 holes in the two weeks leading up to the Masters, which is crazy amount. Yeah. Um, but yet Gary Player can't get on to play, which I thought was interesting. Um, so I don't know what to make of that. But, yeah, Augusta is just its own different animal. It kind of seems to be like the – Well, Gary know, Player like, kind of stabbed just... Augusta, though. Gary Player's kind of been – after the issue with this, I think it was his son – doing the, the, the golf balls or whatever in the back. And then he said if he had to pick the majors in order, Augusta, the Masters would be at the bottom. Again, I think it's politics. You know what I mean? And also, I think Augusta, think of it from Augusta's perspective. If Rory gets a career grand slam by winning the green jacket at Augusta, that's huge. They're, I feel like they're pulling for him. They want him to win because what a way to win the green jacket. And also, he's the face of the PGA Tour. So, yeah, they're going to give him a little bit more leeway probably. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. I'm just saying it's interesting how, like, Augusta seems to be, like, the shadow government of the PGA Tour. You know what I mean? Like, the PGA Tour runs things, but really Augusta runs things. And um, that's kind of how it seems like to me because everybody just runs on, like, Augusta time. Yeah. I kind of like it, though. Um, um, I have so many people harassing me right now. I don't uh, to turn off your notifications and focus on what we're doing. I'm trying to. I don't know how to turn them off everywhere. <laughs> I'm not good with technology. That's why I need you to live stream it. Sorry, everybody. We're very professional here. Obviously. Um, but, yeah, no, I kind of like that about Augusta, the that the fact that they're able to do everything themselves and they don't have to pander to anyone else. I, I respect it. Yeah. There's not much of that left anymore. If you look at anything from, like, different uh, businesses and everyone like that, they're always pandering to somebody. And Augusta is just here with a big middle finger to everybody all the time. And I, I respect that. I respect the hell out of it. You know what I mean? I respect the fact that they go, no, we don't have to. We don't have to play by anyone else's rules, and we're not going to. 
Like there, it shows me that there's a little bit left. You know what I mean? There's someone out there that's not afraid to back down from social pressure, political pressure, whatever it might be. Like they make their own rules and they live and die by them. And I respect the hell out of that. Not that I always agree with everyone's rules, but hey, I hit the conviction alone is amazing. Right. Well, it helps when you're the most popular kid in school. Like Augusta is the most popular kid in school. Everybody wants to be the or everybody wants to be with you. Like they're they are. They're like the most popular kid. And so they get to like kind of dictate how the, the playground runs. Because yeah. everybody is like looking to them as, you know, kind of like this guru. That's a bad analogy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of, uh, with a boondock saint sky with a make like a tree and get the f out of here you know oh, what i mean that's, that's such a good movie gosh what a good movie, movie but so good no but yeah no i i respect that i i respect what augusta does despite how much everyone kind of shits on them for that i'm like get over it you just like it because they're not playing by your rules you're mad because they're not pandering to you that's 100 percent right. what it is like this has nothing to do with the way that they do things. You're just mad that they're not paying you any attention. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, no, it's 100% true. Any gear news that we need to talk about this week? I finally have three wedges in my bag. I got my 50, 54, and 58 uh, TCBs. I won't get them till like May, like end of May now, maybe. Yeah, those are rough. It's- torturous for me right now because i know because they're two like i said two degrees weaker heavier shafts it's going to be a little bit of a learning experience and i want to just learn it and i'm anxious and i want new clubs and i want my new bag and i want all that stuff um not really no i I might loft my driver down a little bit still scorching that freaking hybrid oh my god i love that club love that club well not not really no i love the putter i'm getting used to the the 5k i love having it in the bag like i i need a cool head cover for it though if anyone knows where to get a cool custom head cover that'd be dope to let me know do you have a seven seven s nice okay yeah i'll be on the lookout i have some uh well we can talk offline i think i have a couple different places you can look but um so i do know mizuno and TaylorMade and cobra i think cobra did a little earlier they all came out with black versions of their irons so Titleist has them too. Titleist did it, yep. So they did what the T two hundred and the T one hundred. Yeah, Alloy has the Apex Black. Tyler made the P seven ninety, which just dropped, and Mizuno just dropped the two two five. So those are all so in black now, um, which is minor hear, but really cool. Did you hear about how the Cobra? So I was talking to somebody about this. Um, and he said he had the Cobra Black, the Forge Tax or whatever, and he said they felt like garbage. Apparently, the black finish, it does not feel as good with the black finish on it. I did not know that. I have not heard that. I haven't hit those. I think the original Forge, the Forge Tech Chrome feels amazing. One of the best feeling yeah, irons out there, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but no, I hadn't heard that. That's too bad. Yeah, I haven't hit them personally, but if that's true, that seems like a major oversight on their part, man. Like, how did you let that happen? Like that's, you go and test out the, the chromes. You love them. You order them in black. You're like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? Like that was, a, I'm not saying that's the case. Mm-hmm. This is just one person's account of it. So I'm not sitting here shitting on Cobra kind of thing, but uh, it's interesting. It makes me want to get the chrome and get the black and not buy them. I don't need to buy anything, but like just test them head to head and see what it feels like. Yeah. I'd love to do that. That'd be awesome. Cause I, yeah, I have the forge tech sitting here, but I'd love the black, even if, Cobra, if you're listening, just send us one iron and we'll uh, we'll get the test done. Yeah, um, and if you yeah, pay us, I often we'll tell you everyone feels the same. 
<laughs> I often wonder that about black irons. I mean, I played the black P790s forever, but I never actually played the chrome 790s. Um, and uh, so that's an interesting it's an interesting thought. But that's too bad about the forged text because they feel so good in the regular finish that it's just wild that they would be that different. Yeah. They felt too soft for me. I wasn't a big fan of the feel of them. I'm not going to lie. That's fair. I'm getting I'm getting used to the Chrome Soft X. I actually think I hit it longer than the Chrome Soft X LS. Really? It freaking flies off the face, man. I don't know why. I don't I've but it's just it's fast. It's a fast golf ball. Like I'm I'm finally kind of adapting to it. I like it better on the greens It's softer to putt with, which I prefer. Um having the 5K with the LS felt a little clicky to me, but the regular mm-hmm. Chrome Soft X with it just feels absolutely beautiful. So I'm adapting to that. Um, yeah, no, not a whole lot of gear news. I'm just waiting on my irons, man. Like, about it. I'll have a lot to talk about when I get those irons. So, but I'm ex- excited to. So I have a 50, a 54, and a 58. I ordered the TCBs down through the A wedge. And I'm going to tinker with the three wedge setup again, even though I'm a diehard and carrying the A wedge in the bag. But I feel like if I'm striking the ball well, that I would to be able to do more with a 50 degree wedge than I would like just a standard A wedge. So mm-hmm. there will be some tinkering. Since I have an extra slot in my bag at the moment, I might as well just go out. Because I'm playing 36 holes this Saturday. And I'll have plenty of time to get out there and dial it up. I'm trying to get our buddy, uh, curated buddy, Andrew Shang, out there with us. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah, so I've actually never golfed with a kid. And he lives like eight minutes away from me. It's a a shame. But he's busy like I am, too. So that's probably why. And he likes to go. He's like one of those guys that likes to like... Yeah, let's get our tee off at 7.30. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, the only way I'm teeing off for 7.30 is if it's a tournament or it's a really sick golf course or something like that. Like, I'm not voluntarily getting up that early to go tee off. Like, that's not a I mean, thing. That's my favorite time. Tee me off at 6.30 in the morning. Let's get going. No. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not at all. Yes. All right. So, I have some rapid-fire questions for you. Oh, yes. Okay. Rapid-fire. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Twizzlers or Swedish fish? Twizzlers. Swedish fish are disgusting. Oh, dude, you're so wrong. Card or caddy? I've never, ever played golf with a caddy in my life. Oh, really? Oh, it's a hell of an experience, dude. Oh, I know. I want to. I've never, I've, I never get to go to fun places with caddies. Dude, it's, it's caddy all day. That's not true. I've played golf one time in a tournament with a caddy now that I totally had spaced that out. Uh, caddies are pretty cool. I've only done it one time. See, I love walking down the fairway, not carrying my bag. To me, yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. If, there, yeah, if yeah. there's a heaven, if there is a heaven, <laughs> it is walking down St. Andrews, playing golf with a caddy, like not carrying my clubs or he'd be carrying my clubs. I wouldn't be carrying my clubs. Anyways, wooden tees <laughs> or plastic tees. <laughs> you have a caddy, but you have to carry your own clubs. That is heaven. <laughs> he just walks with me. We just chat. <laughs> I just, I just need a, I just need a companion. That's so funny. Okay, right, sorry. Wooden, wooden tees or plastic tees? Wooden tees. Thank God you said I was about to hit, reach through the screen. Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. I can't say LeBron. Yeah, right there with you. Tigers putting or DJ's driving? Tigers putting. Masters or US Open win? Masters. Augusta or Pebble Beach? Augusta. See, that wasn't so hard. I agree yeah. with pretty much all of those except for the Swedish fish thing. Okay, I have some for you. Are you ready? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, too bad. You're not hard. Uh, what is your personal record for bench press? Oh, God. Uh, 220? 
Okay. Nice. <laughs> Your workout. So I figured that question was uh, was fair game. I was uh, not ready for that. <laughs> I know. I figured that was a good one. Uh, what is your favorite cheat meal? Oh, God. Okay. This is elaborate. You got to hear me out on this. So I make like a peanut butter and peanut butter, banana and jelly, like toast, but like a grilled cheese. But on one side, I put like the butter on the pan. The other side, I put maple syrup on it. So you're like, you know, how you make a grilled cheese. Mm -hmm. So it like warms up the peanut butter and then the bananas in the middle and then the jelly, but you have maple syrup on top of it. Absolutely love that. That is my all, jam. All dude. of that sounds good except for the bananas because warm fruit is horrendous. <laughs> I love warm fruit. Yeah, warm fruit shouldn't be allowed in this world or the next. Dude, Sierra bananas and some and a pan with some cinnamon. Oh my god, so good. Yeah, no, you're wrong. <laughs> all right, um, favorite pizza topping. Oh, pineapple. Oh God, you are just failing this so bad. That's. <laughs> Pineapple shouldn't, yeah, you guys ruined pizza. Favorite exercise to do in the gym? Oh, favorite exercise would probably have to be uh, shoulder press. Cool. I like shoulders, man. I like shoulders. Fair enough. You have great ones, so I'm glad you <laughs> did like them. I work hard at it. <laughs> <laughs> favorite TV show of all time? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Ah, good call. Yeah. Favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, it's changed as of recently. Um, anything with toffee in it. Really? Man, you're yeah. such an interesting cat. I'm learning so much about you right now. Uh, the mountains or the beach? Uh, oh, wait, just like to hang out or to golf? Just to hang out. Beach. Okay. Fair enough. Favorite season and why? Oh, probably fall because I love wearing pants. Like during spring and summer, I feel like I have to wear shorts, but I love wearing pants. It's like perfect pants golf weather. Yeah. I feel like St. Louis has a pretty long pants season or can. Yeah. It's, you can be wearing shorts one day and then a sweater the next. It's, you can do it within 12 hours. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, do you have any superstitions that you do? Oh gosh. I burn sage when shit gets real bad. <laughs> um, other than that, not really. I'm a little OCD. Like I, I do math with clocks and stuff like that, but that's my own personal issue. Okay. <laughs> like if I see the time, like yeah. say it's eleven twenty two, I'm like it's like eleven times two is twenty two. Like I just okay. I did too many times tables as a kid that I have to do that, you know? It's hilarious. So you do it even when you don't have to. Yeah, no, I just do it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, who's your favorite? If you had a, could have a dream round with one non-golfer, who would it be? Like, like, like an actor or somebody, or like yeah, it could be anybody. I mean, like you know, like maybe like famous non-golfer you'd like to play golf with. Oh God, I've never thought about this one. Um, Corey Taylor, lead singer, Slipknot. That'd be fucking cool. That'd be cool. Wow, that is a deep that is a deep cut right there. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, favorite course you've ever played and why? For that I have ever played? Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh God, I love St. Andrews just because it's like a spiritual experience. Yeah. Um, aside from just like historic wise, I love Bally Bunyan. It's like playing on a different planet. Like they literally carved it out of the mountains. It is a, it's just you're out there in the middle of nowhere. It is absolutely stunning. It's awesome. 
Would you rather win a Ryder Cup or a major? Did, am I the reason they won the Ryder Cup? I didn't think that far. <laughs> or am I just participating in the Ryder Cup? Yeah. Okay, would you rather sink the final putt to win the Ryder Cup or sink the final putt on 18 to win the major? Ryder Cup. Oh, wow. Easy, easy. Dude, that's historic. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'll be, can you imagine the party? Do you imagine how freaking awesome it would be to make the winning putt to beat the Europeans in the Ryder Cup? Can you imagine how awesome it would be to sink the putt on 18 that wins the Masters? Yeah, I know, but it's like Ryder Cup. Like, you just you you just won America. like you just just won you won america i have two more um if you weren't a golfer what sport would you play and would you be any good at it um i probably would have stuck with baseball and i think i would have been good at it yeah fair enough me too yeah and then talks (laughs) talking or texting talking i'm i i'm a much better talker than i'm a texter but if i'm avoiding people text no wonder I get so many texts from you. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I avoid human beings. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's not that I avoid human beings. It's just I'm constantly in social interactions with people, whether it's working or it's curated through the screen or waiting tables or my kids or this. Like, I will literally show up to work 10, 15 minutes early and just sit there in my car in silence mm. just so I feel a little bit of peace. I understand that feeling for sure. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> that for sure. So that's funny. All right. Um, good. Anything else? Nah. Perfect. We'll be all, we'll be all right. Um, we'll talk. We got the Zurich to talk about next week. We have another major sneaking up as well. I think a Liv has an event coming up. We can just shit talk Liv a little bit. That's always fun. Yeah, that is always fun. We do that a lot. So that I just want to point out something real quick here. I'm going to call it out on the podcast because I know they're watching. Perfect. I don't know if you've gotten any messages. Gotten one. But between Mr. Harris and Bobby, they have not made this an easy night for me whatsoever. Thankfully, they have not harassed me. Uh, the, yeah, I have gotten one from Mr. Harris and none from Mike or none from Bobby. So thankfully, they've left me alone. But uh, yeah, I'm just not the popular one. So they just leave me be. He, he, uh, he actually answered all of your questions. <laughs> Perfect. All the questions you asked me, he answered all of them. Yeah. Good Every single one of them. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, Ryan is next. <laughs> That'll be well, next, week. Know, next week. I'll be the one that's harassed and you'll get the week off. Thank God. I need a break. <laughs> yeah. But remember, maybe everyone. Right. Maybe instead of Bob, maybe instead of them both bothering us, they should have been filming their own first episode of their podcast. Mic drop. <laughs> so that's episode eleven of the Part Nine podcast. <laughs> um, honestly, though, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for Bobby and Mike being probably the only two who watch this live. Um, please like, subscribe, all of the things that you do for influencers and podcasters. Leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts honestly helps us grow, um, which, again, five stars if you feel we've deserved it, and a review. Following us on YouTube, Instagram, Ryan Hernandez Golf, PGR Scratch Golf. Um, We love you guys. We love doing this. We'll be back next week regardless of if anybody's listening or not. But we appreciate the support, so we'll see you next time. 100%. And just let everyone know, he's blue check now. Like, he didn't pay for it. So he's kind of a big deal. 
So I'm yeah, just saying wild, wild story, but I don't I don't know. Um so yeah, yeah, you can follow me if you want. I don't do anything differently, so I don't really know what that gets me, but it looks cool on the uh, on the old comment section. It's always cool when you get notifications from blue checks. You're like, oh, That's someone true. really cool. Someone really That's cool. True. Like, Although it's stuff. devalued now that you can pay for it, and there's no way to tell like who's paid for it and who hasn't. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm obviously seeing more blue checks than ever on Instagram now. I refuse to pay. I'm gonna dig it out of the dirt. Good for you. Yeah, Batman. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Deuces.